0: Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds, and you are listening to the Confessions of a Young Doctor podcast while we are striving for a balance at work and at home so that we can be the best for our patients, our family, and most importantly, for ourselves. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week, I wanted to talk about social media. And now I know this is a topic that is huge and Facebook and Instagram are very complicated if you're trying to grow a following. And I am by no means an expert, but I have learned a few things over the years. And I think this is something that can be a great asset to growing your practice if you can do it well. So I want this to be kind of an introduction podcast when it comes to social media. There are many, many things that you can do with it and you can go pretty into the weeds with advertising and paid advertising, but I'm going to keep this episode to just the basics. So the first thing is when do you start social media accounts if you're opening a startup? And I think this could be a matter of personal preference, but based on my experience, I would recommend that you start posting about 90 days before you anticipate opening. And in my case, the developer of the complex where I built my office put out an announcement pretty early so my practice ended up opening in december of 2021 and they put out a press release of my office opening in april now at that point we did expect that the practice was going to be able to open in september Um, we just had some construction delays but that I wanted to have a place where people could go when they saw the press release. I wanted to direct them to our social media page. So I built uh, our pages shortly before the press release went live so that they could put my Facebook and Instagram pages in the press release and then also I had a small landing page of a website where people could go to sign up if they wanted to be on our like early wait list for new patients. Um, So I did it a little bit earlier than I think is ideal but I only did that because of this whole press release thing. So the reason that I think 90 days would be the best is because at that point, you do have some things that you can post about, right? So you want to be able to post construction progress pictures and use that time as an opportunity to introduce yourself to the community and potential patients and talk about your office opening. Now, I don't think you need to be like super aggressive with posting, but you want to Have somewhat of a presence and let people know that you're coming. So, if you are, you know, more than three months out, I would still recommend going on and creating your accounts. That way, you can grab the handles that you want, especially if your practice is not just, you know, your first and last name like mine is. just to be sure that nobody is going to take them. So once you secure the username or the handle, then no one else can have it even if you haven't posted anything. So if you're nervous about it, then just go on and secure your handles, that way you know you're good to go. Okay, so once you have your handles, there's a couple of basic things that you wanna set up. So like I said, I'm keeping this episode very introductory. So in order to make a Facebook business page, you have to have a personal page that's linked to a human. So my business page is accessible through my personal Facebook. And that doesn't mean that people can see my personal Facebook when they go to the office page, but the way that Facebook has it set up, you have to have a personal page. So if you don't have a personal Facebook account, You're going to have to create one in order to make an office account. And if you didn't know, Facebook and Instagram are owned by the same company, which is Meta. So everything is now connected in something called the Meta Business Suite. And that is very frustrating and they're always changing it. But you can have everything connected on there. So you can link your Facebook page and your Instagram account. And that's nice because you can advertise across both platforms if and when you decide to do that. But the thing that I like the most about it is that you can turn on a setting so that every time you post to one or the other, it posts on the other platform. So for example, if I make an Instagram post from my phone to my office page, it will automatically post to our Facebook page. Now that is something that you have to turn on in your settings, but it's really nice because it kind of allows you to post on two places without having to worry about it. So some people will see it on Instagram, some people will see it on Facebook, but all you have to do is just post on one. And I prefer to post on Instagram and that works the same for stories. So if you do Instagram stories, it will also show up on Facebook Um, I don't, I personally don't watch stories on Facebook, but I know that people do. Um, and if you post an Instagram story, it will show up on Facebook as like a story. So that's something that saves you some time. And I would highly recommend doing it because, you know, why not? You have nothing to lose. Okay. So from there, the next thing you want to set up is either your profile about section on Facebook or your bio on Instagram. So a couple things that you want to touch on in your bio are your location. Um, You can choose to either put your phone number and address in there or put a link. And I chose to put a link in mine and I'll touch on on why in a second. Um, But You wanna have some kind of description of your practice, um, your location, even if it's not your address, um, and some type of call to action. So for example, my office bio reads, build confidence with braces, embrace and Invisalign. So it's touching on those keywords of three things that we do. Um, I have in there board certified orthodontist, and then I have Chester Springs, Pennsylvania, And I have a little pointing emoji downwards that says, start your smile journey. And that points to the link that I have. And all of those little phrases have an emoji next to them just to make them more visually appealing. Um, And then the link that I have is something called a link tree. And basically, if you click on that button, it opens up almost a landing page that says Emily Funk Orthodontics it has our phone number and then there's a button that you can click to go to the website there's a button that you can click to schedule a consultation online there's a button you can click to request a virtual consultation if you don't want to come into the office and then there's a button that says contact where you can either send us an email call us and it has our actual address so um, again what i use is something called a link tree and it's completely free but it's a short link that allows you to have a landing page where you can basically put in multiple links in one so um, it's linktree it's l-i-n-k-t-r dot E, -E, and they do have um, paid versions if you want to do more with it but honestly i think for, for the purposes of a startup orthodontic practice or dental practice all you would need is the free version and you know i'm all about the free free stuff so i decided to do that so that i could put multiple things in one rather than just having like our phone number because i personally feel like a lot of people if they want to call they will see it on there or they'll just go to google and find our phone number plus i just think that most people are not directly calling us from our instagram page but that's my personal opinion if you would rather have just your phone number there or just your address there um you can do that but i just thought it was more important to have our town for seo purposes but not necessarily the exact street address um you can find the exact street address if you click on that second link. I really wanted people to have the opportunity to book online directly from our social media pro- profile, so that's why I opted for the link tree. If you've looked at the bio for the Confessions Instagram, you'll also see the same link tree. Um, I have different buttons for my profile over there, obviously, than I do for my office, but it works just the same way. So that is for Instagram. On Facebook, it's a little bit different. You're going to go to the About section, and there's a lot more detailed information to fill in. So you can put in your contact information, like your address, your phone number. Um, There's also an opportunity to put in which areas you serve. So I would put in all of the neighboring towns that are your target market, Um, your email is there, and then your website. So for the link on that, I have our actual website, not the link tree, because there's other opportunities for them on that same page to see our address, our phone number, our email address, and then um, we do have There's a a button that you can put on your at the top of your Facebook profile that's called an action button and you can choose what you want that action button to be. So for me, the action button that I chose is book now and that allows them to schedule an online consultation appointment. Um, So if you want to make it something else, like go to your website or something like that, you can. Um, But since there were other opportunities to put in our contact information and message us, that's why I decided to make the action button as the book now. And again, I want to make it as easy as possible to have people um, get an appointment. So that's why I chose the book now button. Okay, so once you have your profile set up with your basic information, um, then I had to kind of decide who to follow. And that's where I was a little bit unsure because I don't want to follow my patients. And I have my personal social media accounts that I use to follow like my friends or things that I'm interested in. So what, it, what I ended up doing was following the, Other local businesses and schools in the area that you know my patients live and go to, and I think this has actually been really good because it allowed us to, you know, kind of e-meet other local business owners, assuming that they are managing their social media accounts. But also it has helped me to know kind of what's going on in the community. So I follow the area townships and the schools and that has given me um, hints when they are having events and because I see it on their social media, then I've reached out and sponsored events or teams. That's how I got to do some of the community days that we participated in, um, because that way I can just see when they post on their accounts, and I can like things from there to show that I'm involved. Um, if you really want to, you could comment on some stuff too, but I, I honestly don't do a ton of that, but that might be a good way to actually get you know, parents to see you if you're posting on the school's page or something like that um but what i would recommend is following other local area events and businesses to one not make it look like you don't follow anyone because i don't think that meta really likes that if you are just using the platform to promote yourself and your own business they want you to um engage with other accounts. They like that better in the algorithm. Um, and also, you know, like I said, it's worked for me in terms of awareness of what's going on in the community. All right. So you have your profiles, they're set up and you're even following some other pages. And now it comes down to what to post. So, um, like I said, in the beginning, you want to focus on construction updates, Maybe post a little bit about yourself, some facts about you as a doctor, why you like being an orthodontist, and show some sneak peeks of the practice. I showed a lot of like design choices when things were coming together, but now that we are open and established, um, I try to post a mix of our faces so, me and the staff and patients, as well as informational stuff. So we try to take pictures throughout the day um, with us and patients, but then also we will sometimes just make um, like graphics on Canva, which you know I've talked about Canva before. I love Canva. Um, I'll use that to make different informational things like I have one that's talking about Foods to avoid with braces and things like that, um, or I've made a kind of picture of some before and afters that are more stylized. And I would say half of the content is just kind of fun, you know, showing off our personalities in the office. Like I have a lot of plants in my office, so I have some pictures of the team with our plants. Um, One of my employees made a little EF ortho bracelet, so I posted that. Those are like fun things. And then I have some more informational stuff about um, taking care of braces. Basically, anytime I get a question about something, then I will make it into a post. So the other day I got a question, which, you know, I'm sure you guys get all the time if you're an orthodontist. Um, when you tell a kid that they need braces, one of the first things they say is, does that hurt? And they look it up on the internet and they find all of these horror stories. So I made a reel kind of answering the question, do braces hurt? Um, another one that we've made is how to use the Invisalign whitening system. That's something that we utilize in the practice. So just kind of like a how to video showing what it does and how to use it. Um, So just little things like that. I try to keep it fun. Honestly, though, coming up with posts is something that I still struggle with. So anytime I get a question, I use that as a good baseline. And then we also do fun things like, you know, if it's one of our team members' birthdays or my birthday. um, We posted when it was my employee's one-year anniversary of being with the practice. And I try to... Make a feed post, so something that's either a real or a static photo at least once a week. And then we always post on our story, so our Instagram story, which shows up on our Facebook story every time that we are in the office. So that's coming out to about two or three times a week. Um, You know, ideally, You're posting every day but with me being at my associateship job the other days of the week it's just too hard and I just don't have the mental capacity to make all that content but if you do then definitely go for it the more that you can post the better but I would say um, trying to make it a goal to make a, a feed post once a week and then every time you're in the office posting on your story just to remind people like hey we're here um that's worked pretty well for us so we are continually trying to gain followers and have more people on our social media um some of the things that we've done to try to grow that is we did actually hold a contest for the month of february i think it was where we gave away a hot pink electric toothbrush to one of our followers and I just put up little signs in the waiting room. And honestly, putting even smaller signs, um, we have one in the waiting room and one in the consult room that just has a couple posts from our Instagram. And then it just says follow us and has our handle, has helped us to gain quite a few followers which is something that I kind of overlooked for a while Um, I didn't do that until January I kind of figured like yeah you know they know that we have social media they'll probably follow us but something about just putting it right in front of people's faces um, and kind of showing off three posts of like what we kind of typically post I think has really helped us to get some more followers so I would recommend that it's very easy to do. Um, another thing that we do is every month we have a drawing. So if kids have good hygiene, when they come in for their appointments, they get a ticket and then there's a ticket box up at the front when they check out in their appointments. And every month we pull a ticket from that box to, um, pick somebody to get a gift card. So we always do that drawing on our stories, and then when the kid wins, we will text the parent and say, hey, tell little Johnny to look at our Instagram stories for a special surprise, and that has helped us to gain some followers that way, um, because the parents will then see it when they go to show their kids, and it's kind of fun because they get to see the surprise on the stories. Also um, we do take pictures with people when they get like braces on or off or if they get a cool color combination or something like that and so we will post them on our stories and a lot of times the kids and parents will end up following us when they know that they've been posted on our stories. So that has worked out pretty well but I would say that most of the people that end up following you are either other local business owners um, or patients of the practice. So um, we have a couple people who have followed us and I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Um, I'm hoping that they will one day become a patient, but most of our followers are existing patients. I wouldn't worry too much though about the number of followers that you have. I would worry more about creating good content on your page because think of your social media as like a extension of your website or like a behind the scenes look into your practice. I know when I am going to a new restaurant and I'm trying to figure out like what to wear, like how casual or fancy is this place, I always go on Instagram and I look at photos that were tagged in that location to see like other people that took pictures there. What kind of stuff were they wearing? What can I see in the background um, to get an idea of what the appropriate attire is or what the place actually looks like? I will always do that over go and look at the restaurant's website And their stock photos because I feel like that's not a real representation of what it's actually like at the restaurant so think of it as kind of the same way for your office right it's giving people an inside peek at what life looks like at your practice and who they can expect to meet what kind of stuff they can expect to happen while they're there and just kind of get a vibe for the practice so I actually did have one patient who The mom had taken the kids to another orthodontist and they didn't have a good impression, I guess, at that first consult. And so then they were at the restaurant, which is next door to my office, and they saw the practice and the mom looked us up on social media and she was like, you guys looked fun and caring, so I figured we would try you out. And that is literally the ideal scenario, right? You want your social media to promote what you're about and make people want to come to you because they feel like they already know what they're getting. Nobody likes to be surprised and nobody likes to go into the unknown and having a good social media lets people kind of get an inside look at the practice and if they like that then they want to come in and if you have more people coming in who know that they match with your vibe and your personality that is a hundred percent a win-win so i hope i've given you a couple little nuggets on how to set things up with your social media like i said this can go way way deeper um and maybe we'll touch on that in future episodes i didn't start with social media marketing like paid ads on there until about six months ago i want to say so you can definitely still attract patients without doing any paid posts but um you want to have a good baseline regardless because if you start paying for sponsored posts and you're driving people to your page but what they see there is not great or stock photos then you're not going to have good success with your sponsored campaigns anyway. So I would say start getting your baseline and make sure that you are posting actual pictures of you, your team, your patients, and you can post some infographics, but try to steer away from the generic posts and stock images because people really don't resonate with that. So I'm going to cut the episode here and we will go more in depth in future episodes on paid marketing and all of the tangled web that is meta. But I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will catch y'all in the next one. Bye guys.